Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever live episode of Tilts. Tilts, by the way, stands for the Interesting Liquid Talk Show. It's a little acronym that we came up with that's super cute. I am honored and blessed to be joined by my boss, my friend, uh, and an all-around good guy. Steve, thank you for being on the first ever live episode of Tilts. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, just before we went, just before we went live, Steve was holding up different pieces of Team Liquid apparel, and like <laughs> none of them have been released yet. They're like, you know, still a couple months out. And he's like, "Can I wear this?" And we were trying to figure it out, but he went with the black liquid tea, looking really good. Um, I'm rocking the blue one. I don't. We got. How, how do you feel about the apparel, by the way? In general. Uh, in general, I think it's probably the highest quality uh apparel in esports um i think we're innovating it's groundbreaking it feels good the quality the design the attention to detail i think anybody that's purchased tl uh swag and apparel in the last probably six months has probably been so shocked and surprised when they get it they're like whoa this is something that i would get from like a luxe store you know (laughs) yeah it's uh I think it's awesome. It, it actually interesting factoid. Um, when we had uh, the Redondo Beach gaming house, uh, Joka Steve, as some of you may remember, he was the manager for the League of Legends team, and we were selling apparel out of the garage. So we had these stacked <laughs> units, and we went and we got uh, stuff printed from Custom Ink, which is this company that you just like upload logos to things, and they print them on T-shirts. And we came up with like the Rux tea and the NY Jackie tea and the the Saint tea. And that was our apparel line. <laughs> We've come a long way since then. Steve, the, the chat yeah. is saying that your, your mic is low. So oh, maybe yeah. e- either bring the mic closer to your face or uh, try that. Give me a test one, too. Hello, hello, hello. Is that oh, better? That's mu- yeah, that's better. That's good. Um, so hopefully they heard that funny story about <laughs> the the budget team liquid apparel back in the days. And, yeah. and that's when that's when I met you, actually. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ian, uh, director of post-production for One Up Studios. I've been with Liquid since 2016. I was working at a little company called Quest Nutrition uh, before I joined Liquid. And Quest sponsored Liquid at the time. And so I worked on the Piglet Christmas surprise video. That was my very first foray into esports. And I just remembered the you know, the, the community going crazy for it. And you were super involved in that video. And we came to the house and we shot with everybody. And, you know, we took Piglet out and decorated the whole house with Christmas stuff and went and got Korean snacks. And so that was the first time I met you. And that was the first time that I'd ever really heard of esports. And, you know, they could say the rest is history. Yep. I remember that. That was, um, that was in the, when Piglet came to the team and he was super homesick and he wasn't, playing very well and yeah we just like decorated the whole house for for the holidays and he came back and was so shocked and surprised and feeling the love and uh yeah that, that was great that was great that was some that good was, work together yeah. yeah that was that was an awesome video um and so if you haven't seen the video it's really cool it's great yeah. It yes, I, I believe it's still so the to my understanding the Quest Gaming YouTube channel was like taken down for a short amount of time, but I think it's back up now. Uh, and you could also watch the uh, Team Liquid Smoothie Challenge when we announced Smoothie that one time, and we did it with actual smoothies. It was a little low hanging fruit, but that was that was a good one. That was a good one. That actually <laughs> turned into some gifs and memes of like him throwing the smoothies up. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the time people were like, "This was the best 
like team player <laughs> announcement video ever done ever. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I was on the editing team for that one. And if you guys remember that video, I did the voiceover, the announcer voiceover, the ridiculously outrageous announcer voiceover. That was fun. And then, uh, yeah, I, I remember I hit you up and I was like, hey, esports is kind of cool. And you were like, yeah, come join the team. And here we are on the first ever live episode of Tilts four years later. Who knew? Yeah, exactly. Thinking, thinking back, Steve, uh, over LCS history and just your time with League of Legends, is there one moment that stands out to you as being like your favorite moment? I mean, it probably is winning four <laughs> LCS trophies back to back to back. But let's go. Let's predate the winning. Is there a moment mm -hmm. before we just started dominating that that really stands out to you as being a moment that you'll kind of cherish for the rest of your life? Yeah, without a doubt. It was Madison Square Gardens. Um, and we were playing in the third, fourth place match. And it was when Quas was on the team. And that venue and the energy in New York City was just oh like i've <laughs> I get like hair so much just thinking about it because you know that was like when esports was kind of cresting into mainstream right there was oh my gosh league of legends is going to be played at madison square gardens and the number of people that were outside the venue pouring to get in was just it was throngs of people right and the attention on the team like i just remember hundreds if not close to a thousand people just all like around the team and them feeling like trapped like they couldn't move because there's so many people and uh so i think it was like that whole experience of getting inside the venue and then being on stage actually walking down that hallway at madison square gardens uh they have like pictures of all of the artists and teams that have used the venue over time and i just it was like this moment where you walk through the hallway and it's also a timeline. So like, as you walk down the hallway and then I was thinking to myself like, wow, there's going to be a picture of like us <laughs> like here. And uh, that stood out and then we won and that was awesome. And to be on stage and the energy and the crowd, um, so cool. And then we did that meet and greet in Washington Square Park the next yeah. day. We literally just tweeted like, yo, everybody, let's just meet at Washington Square Park tomorrow at like noon or whatever it was. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like thousands, of, I'm not even kidding, thousands of people showed up. And it was great because, you know, like the gaming community, like we're all, we're all super chill and like cool. And so it was like a thousand people, but all in a line, like wrapping around Washington Square Park, like everybody single file, like being super, um, I don't know, just cool. And we just did a meet and greet. And then of course the police showed up and the park and recreation services and cut <laughs> us down. Yeah. There's some there's some people in the chat that were that distinctly remember that. And it's funny too, because you know, I came into this this relatively new and you lived it, but then I had the pleasure of kind of unearthing hard drives that had all this footage on it from like Joka Steve's cell phone and stuff. And it's like, you guys are trying to be so nice to the cops. You're like, oh, we're so sorry, like whatever. And they're like, what are you even doing here? Everyone was so confused. Yeah, I remember the cops said to me at one point is that we were trying to convince them that we could stay and like the thousand people that would be disappointed not getting a signature and stuff. And uh, she said to me, she goes, look, you're either leaving in the squad car or you're leaving in a taxi and you get five seconds to decide. I was like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> we're getting in the taxi <laughs> so we left yep and you ran <laughs> off like yeah like paparazzi were there and you just ran off and everyone was like where'd they go yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> that's great that was great yeah that was i'm sure that had to have been i mean do you know if they ever put the photo up of you guys at madison square like are, are you in the hallway now did you ever get confirmation 
I don't know. I don't know. If somebody works there, I'd love to see a picture. That would be pretty cool. Or maybe right, we'll somebody, play in the future. You know, yeah, post COVID. That's the post COVID world. Yeah, post COVID. <laughs> yeah, somebody, uh, somebody, get in touch with some staff member at Madison Square Garden and see if we can, uh, <laughs> if we can get that. <laughs> um, what what else besides Madison Square Garden stands out to you? Let's talk about. Well, we're gonna we're gonna eventually get into um, the relegation area of things right because that was a little scary too but before we go before we go dark what other what other fun light moments do you remember i you've told me some stories i don't know if the general public knows this but a lot of a lot of stress and you know excitement and nervousness and just energy around you giving everything in your life to league of legends like there has to be moments that just aren't public knowledge that are just great stories yeah i mean um it, you know, for me personally, I guess if if that if that's the question, I I think uh, folks can, may be able to relate to this. You know, like you you go to college and you're trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do in life, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I've got to figure out my major. You know, I'm going to do business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you get into like your third year, and you're like, okay, well, I really need to get this figured out. Like, I I, I need to have a direction <laughs> on what I'm going to do in life. And, you know, I, I ended up in finance just to make money. You know, it wasn't like, oh, that's what my dream job is going to be work in finance and do, you know, day trading and all this stuff. Um, like I was a gamer the whole time. And uh, when League of Legends came out and we performed pretty well in the world championship before LCS even started, this is back in the IEM uh, extreme Intel Extreme Masters days when mm -hmm. you would like fly around the world and play in all these different competitions and then earn points for the world championship. So we ended up placing pretty well uh, then. And then that's when everything happened with the team sponsorship. And um, I remember talking to all my friends and family saying like, you know, should I just leave this whole financial practice that I've built and my whole career and why I went to college, all this stuff behind and just go and move into a gaming house with like 12 guys and play this game called league of legends and um i remember everybody was telling me no don't do it don't do it you know like it's not, not the, it, that seems like the wrong thing to do you know you've got this whole su successful thing going on in dc uh but you just gotta follow your heart you know you gotta when you love something and you're passionate about it and you know you're pretty good at it you just got to do it you know and things will just fall into place i, I believe that so yeah. um do you it's, it's uh, yes i'm sure people can relate and, and definitely following your heart is one of those things that i think everybody should do are you still in touch with any of those people that you worked with in dc or like friends and you're like haha look at me now <laughs> some of them hit me up on like instagram dm or like facebook messenger shows my age a bit and uh <laughs> and facebook so, messenger get that out of here Disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hit me up on aim no i'm just kidding yeah, uh, yes <laughs> that's definitely showing your age for sure that would show my age yeah um our icq uh okay so <laughs> maybe there's some people that got that one uh so <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, some, some of them are obviously everybody's super happy for me, but, um, you know, it's been, it's been a wild ride, you know, and everybody, everybody's like, Steve, I knew it, man. You played so many damn video games growing up, you know, like you were always in that stuff. So, you know, just, you know, like I said, no, you just gotta yeah, no heart. surprise. I mean, I'm sure it was different for you, right? Because back then 
like it was so long ago, but even still back then, having a career in gaming, unless you were like a game developer, I feel like wasn't really commonplace. So you mm -hmm. were kind of going after this thing that didn't exist at the time. And I think that you transitioned it really well from, I believe the story is double if told you that you had to quit being a player or something, but you were able to pivot really well over from being a pro player to being like, well, there's still a business here. And you had that business mind and you were able to build it into something that's just insane. I mean, there's so many fans and so many people who love liquid and even, you know, back in when it was curse, you, you created a community of just like really awesome people. I, I even have a, a message here from somebody in the chat, raging pianist said, Steve helped me out quite a bit when I was in law school back in 2015 and graduating. He got me in touch with Bryce Blum. Don't know if he remembers, but thanks again for that. So even yeah. back then. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that specifically? Um, I don't, and I'm sorry about <laughs> that, but, um, yeah, you know, like it, it's just being part of a community you know, and doing the right thing. And, um, you know, it didn't feel like building a company per se. It just felt like doing something that you love and uh, enjoying it and making sure that it was sustainable, <laughs> you know, and that was that was a big piece of it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it is an incredible journey. Actually, in the, in the story that you mentioned about Peter Doublelift, <laughs> It's so funny because we were playing together and I was supporting him at the time on the team. Uh, this is a long time ago. Um, and after one of our competitive events, it was like an ESL event or something. And I remember he called me up afterwards on TeamSpeak and was like, yo, Steve, like, you're so bad. <laughs> like, you're just so bad. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna quit the team if if you don't kick yourself. And and it was and I remember the moment just so clearly because it, I didn't block an Ezreal queue when I was playing Sona like in a all all in two v two bot lane. And at that time, I'm so glad he said that actually because I, I, it may have happened later. But then after that, I was like, okay, I'm kicking myself. I get a new support and I'll <laughs> I'll run and manage the team. <laughs> so. Yeah. And those were scrappier times back then, the the gaming house days. Yeah, the gaming your, house days. There's a lot of great the, memories of, of that. Well, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the gaming? I know you and I have talked about this offline, uh, not in a public forum, but do you? What are your thoughts on the gaming house days? And do you ever miss it now that we have something different with the facility and everything? Do you ever miss having a gaming house? Yeah, the gaming house um, was such a cool energy you know like you know we're just all kind of living together and it's just from the moment you woke up to when you went to bed you're just thinking about you know league of legends and esports and gaming and it just consumed you you know there was nothing else like no one had any relationships outside of just work so that part of it like i i loved and i thrived in you know there was never the separation of personal life and work life it was just yeah, you're just your life is your work kind of thing. Like, and and I love that that energy and that environment. It was a lot of fun. I mean, the parties at the Curse Mansion, and we had that after party after Worlds when it was hosted in LA at the Curse Mansion, and that was just crazy. And um, there's just you know like teaching Jackie how to drive and you know, like being a dad at times and like <laughs> also, you know, being the CEO of a company kind of thing, but you know, it just felt, yeah, it was just, um, 
it was super chill and like down to earth and yeah there are definitely aspects of that 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 uh that i miss um but so much of the benefit of having a facility is there like the separation of work and personal is probably the biggest one right like if you try to live and work in the same spot it just leads to burnout depression anxiety like you need to have a life you know that yeah. that is outside of just this and that enables you to perform better and you know leveling up all of our coaches and analysts and our scrim room and bod review rooms and everything that goes to creating the right kind of environment to optimize performance like that was all needed so you know it's it's uh it's a good fond memory but it's definitely not the model to uh to drive to performance right and yeah would you feel uh, do you feel like um I don't want to sound too targeted with this question, but do you feel like some of the passion like was lost for you or did you find a new passion when it kind of became a bigger business than you were initially anticipating? Like you're no longer waking up and living inside of League of Legends anymore. Like you have to think about it running a business. Like what changed for you mentally when you had to make that decision? Yeah, I think it was just, you know, the um, the passion of working in an industry and trying to dictate where it would be headed right to have an influence on a community that i love so much and was part of and to 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 do that just felt amazing right so it wasn't just about the performance of the league of legends team it was now well how do we level up you know going from gaming houses to a facility how do we level up sponsorships how do we drive revenue for esports teams so they could be sustainable how do we you know, in our liquid plus program that we just come. So it's like this constant evolution of pushing the industry in a direction that's healthy for all of the players and the staff and, and, and to be on the ground floor means that an organization that has a lot of influence, um, and leadership in the space, you know, there's like this sense of responsibility to, to, to mold, the environment that we live in right and what what happens with it and so that became the new passion you know like um identifying other individuals that embodied that mindset of passion and working in the space and 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 you know building team liquid to what it is today which is a a group of those individuals that that all center around similar beliefs and and values um it's just that 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 has been the new passion and so, uh, but something that has stayed the same is just like working in gaming and esports. Like I am a gamer. We're all gamers. You know? yes. <laughs> I, and I will, and I will attest to this, that I've had a meeting on the books before and I've gone into the meeting and Steve's not there and I'll open up league or Valorant or something. And it's like liquid one, one, two is playing league of legends. And I'm like, aha, that's where he is. We have to reschedule. <laughs> yeah. I'm you're, you're gaming all the time. Grind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like you have to, if you're not passionate about it in any industry, uh, even outside of esports, if you're going into work every day and you're watching the clock and you're like, when is this going to be over? And then the thing that you do after work, you need to be trying to make that thing that you do after work, your full-time gig, because you're going to be happier. You're going to be more successful and you're going to wake up every day with a sense of purpose. And I think that that's really important for any industry that you're working in, not even just esports. What I want to know, and I still don't think I've gotten a straight answer from you on this question. Before you merged with Team Liquid, your gamer tag was already Liquid One One Two. How? How does that even make sense? You 
it just it, the the stars align and you know mercury and retrograde or whatever the situation and liquid just happened to be the the one that you wanted to merge with and you already had the gamer tag so spill it in a live forum yeah was it planned was it all planned <laughs> it was all predestined uh <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean uh liquid 112 was my second um screen name when i had aol right like so you know it was it was back then when liquid was i don't know conceived <laughs> to, to be my ign but where did um, it come from like what was the what was the motivation behind it oh i don't know there, there's no good story behind it i was uh chimera uh and then i just switched to liquid i don't know and then it stuck and interesting um, and my yeah yeah and my birthday <laughs> My birthday is 7-Eleven, and then, so I did 11, and then for some reason, it was taken, so I just added it to. <laughs> so originally, Not it was supposed to be Liquid 11. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed it. to be Liquid 11. Liquid exactly. 11, and then Liquid 112, yeah. Um, man, okay, so we're, we're talking about history of League and everything. So you merge with Liquid, and you do, you do the whole thing with Victor and everything, uh, and you know, you started building liquid into what it was today. Did, were you ever afraid that your involvement with league was going to be lessened over time? Or did you decide to make it a priority in your, in your career path? Yeah. I mean, I knew that, um, the direction that liquid enterprises was going was one that was, uh, going to require, you know, allocating my time differently than how it was and having it kind of evolve to meet the responsibilities that we have to our stakeholders. So, and um, yeah, so that, that, that was just kind of a natural evolution of responsibility based on, you know, where we were headed as an organization and that, that was a new challenge, right? Um, you know, thankfully I had, I had built my own company previously and had staff and everything so it wasn't daunting it was just more you know new challenges and um and figuring out like what our north star was going to be and what was important important values to the company like those those became the the new challenges um but you know i i uh i still love league of legends and i and i'm uh the biggest fan in the world of our team. <laughs> so it was yeah. never, you said it was never daunting, but here you are. And, and I knew you at the time and I was working here at the time facing relegations. And there was a lot of really long nights at the apartments. We didn't even have a facility, a lot of really long nights. I saw you pacing back and forth, you know, figuring out what the hell we're going to do. So let's, let's talk about that period of time, kind of you know, you merge curse with liquid and you have, you know, people looking at the company for investments and you have this big long-term strategy. And then all of a sudden our league of legends teams is on the ropes and potentially facing, you know, relegations from the league. So what was going on in your head then? And kind of what was your mindset to pull you out of it? Yeah, I think, um, man, there's just, there was so much on the line, you know, um, losing your spot in the league, um, what that meant to everybody that worked for the company, their jobs, um, the just future of the organization, like that is just so stressful. You know, um, I was filled with anxiety and 
uh, pressure. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I worked out a lot. Um, that's good. <laughs> gone the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I worked out a lot. <laughs> um, I, I think I was running like three times a day, you know, just I, for some reason, I always find like my center and my ideas when I'm running. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I think I, I eventually changed a lot of that anxiety into planning and solutions and what we could do through just walking through all the different permutations of what would be possible and then making a decision on what would be the you know the highest likelihood and running with it right and just leaving absolutely no room for error woulda shoulda coulda kind of thing that you just you tackle it right like your back is against the wall everyone thinks that you suck and the social pressure your own pressure your own disappointment in yourself like all that and then you just say screw it like this is the plan because i've thought about this i've went through it i've went through it in my head a million times and you know this is this is how this is going to work out and you just double down on it and you go for it and then yeah thank god it worked out yeah, <laughs> so, for real. yeah. Um, so we make it out of relegations everything's good the league franchises we get in everything's great we nuke the entire roster and bring in an entirely new roster, which is the start of spring 2018, which is the beginning of our, I was, I constantly have captain flowers playing in my head back to back to back. And if you haven't seen the 10 hour version, we uploaded it to the one of studios, YouTube channel. We did a 10 hour captain flowers screaming back to back to back. It's quite lovely. Um, so this, the start of that roster. So you go in, you talk to invest like walk, walk us through. Uh, I guess the chat, not necessarily me, because I already know. But let's walk the chat through your business plan. You make it out of relegations. You go into that first meeting. Like, what are you telling people? What 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 was your plan out of that? You know, franchise opportunity. Yeah, I think it's um, all right. Well, we how important is winning to the team liquid organization? We have to ask ourselves that question, and the the outcome of that conversation is that winning is not just important. It is one of the most important things to TL. Like our commitment to winning is just unwavering period. The end of story. All right. Well, if that is an assumption and that is a truth, then we need to put the right pieces in place in order to win. And let's go through all the different permutations of what the roster could look like in order for us to give ourselves the best shot at winning um, now. Not trying to build something that would produce wins later or building infrastructure that would eventually pan off. No, we need results now. We need to go from promotion relegation to a championship. And so what is that going to take? And I just remember sitting in a room with all of the staff and we, we were just spitballing everything. You know, we had these spreadsheets with all the different players and we had what organizations they were currently on or if they were free agents and how we would, you know, reach out to those, those teams and hopefully do some sort of buyout or trade. And um, if this player, then that player and thinking through you know, both from, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, you know, the two import rule and limitations on that. And so mm. that whole process was like, 
what we focused on. And then the outcome of it was the roster that we put together. And, um, you know, I, I, none of that would, we wouldn't have been able to achieve that if we did not partner with Axiomatic, which is our, uh, a, a group of individuals that have invested into team liquid that's run by Bruce, uh, Stein and, you know, they, they, all of those investors that, that they, they agree winning is everything, right? And many of them have other professional sports teams that they either own or own and run, you know, whether it's the Dodgers and the Golden State Warriors or the Wizards and Capitals. Um, these, these, are, these are sports franchises. They're clubs. Like, they get it. And so to have that kind of mindset, uh, both in the boardroom as well as within the management on day to day, just synced up. And uh, we all were able to just put together a really amazing roster. And then, of course, the back to back to back to back championships. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't <laughs> hurt, right? <laughs> your, your plan yet again worked out. Um, a lot of people say that uh, esports is not real sports, but here we are with an investment group that has a traditional sports portfolio that are all very successful. So when they came in and, and you were working with the Axio crew, did did their way of thinking change your way of thinking about the industry at all? Like, did you learn anything from them that you didn't otherwise know or really even think about before? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> there are a couple standouts. Um, one had to do with the potential of esports being significantly bigger than any other professional sport in years to come. And that is mainly because we're such a global um, uh, you know, sporting uh, entertainment, piece of entertainment, right? Like uh, the fact that, you know, of course, post-COVID or pre-COVID, you know, having international competitions around the world all the time, that leads to teams having the ability of having fan bases in, in, in a lot of different geographies, right? And, um, and that is just incredibly powerful. So uh, a lot of other professional sports teams, most of their fandomship is focused to a geographic predisposition or a, your parents rooted for a particular team. And so there's a higher likelihood that you root for the same team. Well, our parents didn't root for any esports teams. They couldn't have. There was none around. So, like, you don't have the 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 passing on through your family, and you don't have the region. So, how do you become fans of teams? And and so it's there's some cons to it, but there is a lot of upside. And so I think that was like the, one of the biggest pieces of opportunity was like, okay, well, let's build a global organization. Let's not just be League of Legends in North America. Let's have a you know, we just signed a Valorant team in 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 Europe. Like we've we have a an alienware training facility that is very similar to the one here but even you know it's just it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's, it's sick. sick wait till the embargo <laughs> lifts everybody wait till, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you a close-up on that one wait till the embargo lifts on that one holy yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no it's 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 absolutely and it's it's so funny too because as people ask me the same questions i also think about this stuff and yeah traditional sports teams are like you're a fan of your home team but Team Liquid is a global organization. And so it's like, if you're a fan of a game, then you can find a place to root for us. And you mentioned COVID a couple of times, pre-COVID, post-COVID. Are you, I'm not, well, I'll, I'll let you answer. Are you surprised at 
how we've been able to kind of pivot during COVID because the NFL, the NBA shut down, no live events. No. And then now the players are in a bubble and like doing all this stuff, but esports, uh, besides there not being a live audience never really slowed down very much. Like all these games are still being played. Gaming is up like 800% or some crazy number because people are stuck at home and wanting to play more games. So what are you, are you at all surprised by what you've seen during a global pandemic about our numbers or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I, I, I think uh, we're all fortunate to be in an industry that, has i guess some resiliency to uh to covid right there's a lot of really negative side effects um from covid obviously uh you know being in a in an industry where we can play from home we can compete from home is is uh yeah it creates some resiliency for the space and and i think it also creates some attention or awareness to brands that would otherwise be sponsoring, you know, the US Open or something, right? And mm-hmm. say, hey, well, what's going on if if that isn't going on? I know that's going on right now, but you know, in a different <laughs> way. Um, see, <laughs> I just watched some of the matches the other day. Uh, nice. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 uh, it helps with some of the non-endemic awareness. And uh, folks may not know this, but in order for this esports industry to be sustainable and to really be a thing that your kids will be able to root for an esports team and their kids is has a lot to do with its you know its sustainability which is its ability to generate revenue and a lot of that is is reliant on partners that come in and do really awesome campaigns and and things for team with teams and players so i think that was another side effect is that brands started to see esports and look into it and study it. So that was uh that was another good thing. And then, you know, I I think it 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 forced folks to innovate a bit. You know, like uh I think the NBA, they're doing the bubble. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the bubble for worlds as well. It's kind of uh you know, it's just super innovative. And I don't know if folks have like watched some of the 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 baseball games i think it's baseball where like they have putting the, the cardboard cutouts in the cardboard <laughs> and then also they have like the zoom calls like where people are like behind watching so yeah oh, it's all it's all cool you know yeah uh, definitely having to pivot in a weird way i mean so the the nba right they're under a lot of flack because the players are sneaking out of the bubble um but you know gamers are relatively not social butterflies for the most part so i think quarantining them is is not going to be an issue but um how much how much of the information for worlds is public is it all like have they as riot come out and announce like what they plan on doing with the teams and stuff as far as uh, not, and covid safe yeah i don't know i probably it's probably better not talk about because I'm, I'm not sure if it's public or not yeah all right well so. we'll uh scratch that off the list of things to talk about let's talk about our team this year hey we just uh <laughs> You know, unfortunately, we lost a close series to FlyQuest, but now we're going up against TSM to get back into the contention to beat FlyQuest. So what are your thoughts on the team this year? What are your thoughts on Jat as a coach, bringing him in the, the you know, staffing structure, restructure that we made? What kind of how are you feeling about all those decisions? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of questions right there. Um, so we're I think talk about it all. We got a little <laughs> bit. Of time let's, let's try, to get, try to get through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll start with the FlyQuest series. Okay. So 
great series, <laughs> right? From a competitive, great from, like, from, from like a spectator perspective. And um, FlyQuest, you know, they showed up and they played really well and kudos to them. And, um, you know, I think FlyQuest is, is really turned around, you know, like they were kind of known for, or not even really known, right? Like there wasn't much of a FlyQuest brand back yeah. in the day and, and their new CEO took over and man, all that changed just like shows the power of leadership, you know, like they have a brand and they stand for something and now they're, they're delivering results and it's just awesome to see, right? Like that's the thing that you want to get out of a new franchise system. And um, so I'm super happy for them. And man, I remember playing in that game for, and I apologize if anybody is like, hasn't watched the games yet. Cause I have uh, spoilers. So just mute the stream right now. If you haven't watched the games, no spoiler. <laughs> go ahead. That's ridiculous. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, game four, right? Like you're, you're about to lose. And all of a sudden they're sieging the bases. This is 3v5. And I just remember like screaming at the television, like I had it all hooked up and I was just like out of my seat, screaming out of my mind, like a crazy person and just being like tactical. What the, and just because that moment was just so showed such like fearlessness, you know, like just being like, I'm just going for it. Like, you know, I'm going to predict everything. I'm going to flash the charm. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, I'm just going to go. I'm going to leave nothing. You know, I'm not going to just fall over and lose this game. Like kudos, man. Like that take to be a rookie, like to go out, like just swing like that. Like, damn, that was just, that was so sick. So, you know, after that momentum, I thought, okay, game five draft is good. Like we got this and you know, it didn't work out that way. Um, but we're, you know, uh, we're not down and out and nobody remembers these kinds of things anyway. People remember who won. Right. And so, uh, we still got that chance. The narrative is not over. Like we, we've got this match against CSM, which is going to be spicy, right? Like you got the whole like tactical double lift bot lane, you know, you, you there's just, there's so much, you know, you try to create rivalries like these like fake rivalries or whatever, but when they're real, like because of like what has happened, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even need to like add anything to it. It's like people know it's spicy. Yeah. AF, you know, that's a spicy so. one. That's a spicy <laughs> one. Are you, are you, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I want you to talk about it. Putting in tactical for double lift was probably not popular opinion at the beginning, but he really stepped up this year. He has learned so much and he has really proven to be a valuable asset to the team. So what are your, what are your thoughts on, young edward yeah um you know edward's been incredible you know uh i think a lot of it too is the whole team right like all these components work together in order for him to look really good i don't mean to take anything away from him but at the same time it is a team game right i i i i'm i'm proud that he's fearless and just stepped in and has been such a workhorse and so focused and so receptive to feedback and his relationship with core and how they have built a synergy and like just having fun and playing the game together you know like i remember different versions of the roster at all points in like nine year history like sometimes you'd have to force players to play together you know like mm -hmm. please can you guys go and play some solo queue and like <laughs> develop your synergy and they wouldn't want to do it you know it's like okay, well, if you don't want it, then like if you force it, it's not going to be there. Like it was just something that happened where they loved 
the game. They loved playing together. They wanted to get better together. You know, they just had fun. And so when that happens, you you see the results associated with it. And um, and so that's that uh, was super exciting, you know, to watch the game and be kind of a spectator, uh, uh, even though we lost. And and you know, we have the game against TSM. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I I'm 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 really confident. Um, and you know, make it back to the finals and get a get a second shot at at FlyQuest. Yeah, the, I, I told you this yesterday when I saw you, but the narrative that I'm choosing to believe is that we purposely lost to FlyQuest so that we can knock TSM out and then go back and beat FlyQuest. That's where that's where my head's at. <laughs> you believe. Um, outside of tactical, uh, we have another rookie on the team in Jat. Never coached a team before in his life. Seems to be doing a really good job. I see some videos, you know, like we, you know, we we have to watch all the stuff for squad, and there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make it in. But Jet's got them doing like calisthenic exercises in the morning, jumping jacks, doing some stretches. Like he's doing stuff that I, I feel like most other esports coaches probably don't do. So what? Do you, how do you how are you feeling about Jet this year? Yeah, uh, Jet I think has been incredible. Right, he knows league of legends he's been around the space he understands the history has so much experience when it comes to the game and analyzing the game and he's articulate and he has leadership and he's good with teams and he's just an excellent communicator and he's inspirational and he's motivated and he's he works super hard and he treats the work that he does with a lot of ownership and these are just like essential qualities, you know, that that uh, I think lead to figuring it out, even if you are new and doing something different that you haven't before. And I think also as well, he is supported by such an amazing team. You know, you've got Kane, who's been with TL for uh, I, I want to say three, four, four years, three years, three and a half years. Maybe. It's been a while. It's been a while. Like Kane's been with us through promotion, relegation, and championships, right? And and uh, and Dodo and our whole team of analysts, and we now just brought on Chris. And so, you know, it's it it again. I don't mean to take anything away from Jad, but it is really the support team, right? It's like mm-hmm. figuring out the roles and responsibilities associated with each member on the staffing side, and that there's excellence in the craft and like what their responsibility and role is to bring value to the way that we teach players and and how they absorb concepts uh, associated with the game or learn a new champion or develop synergies and you know, like jared our sports psychologist like working through team issues or just individual issues or just pressure or like game day jitters or you know like that it, it all is a system right um that that gels together and it's like figuring out that methodology but a lot of it has to do with defining roles which has worked yeah were you at all concerned um about him not ever 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 having coached before and what that would look like for the team yeah of course it's a consideration you know like there's always the unicorn kind of uh addition right but you know i think I think uh, it was it was so overshadowed by so many of the positives that mm-hmm. you just make it work, right? Um, and uh, you got to believe that you know what will happen will impact the future. It's not just about bringing somebody on, right? Like you you, you believe that you sign a rookie or you 
that you can develop and put in the right kind of environment to excel and learn and be better at the game than when they came in. And I think Team Liquid as an organization does that really, really well. Um, there's been so many players that have went on to go and play for other teams and had their early careers at Team Curse or Team Lol Pro or Team Liquid Academy or Team Liquid. And yeah. I think that just speaks to you know having the right kind of environment, whether they have success here or they have it at another team, you know, isn't the point. The point is that we have a place where you develop and and you become better because of all the resources that we have. Couldn't have said it better myself. We have a little bit of time left. I think we're just under 10 minutes. Um, I want to talk to you about the new format for this year because I, I work in esports at Team Liquid. I didn't know that we had another chance in the playoffs. I was so mad. I was like, this is bullshit. Uh, we're, we're out. And then somebody was like, no, we play TSM again. I was like, oh, the format's different this year. So how do you feel about the new format? Uh, are you excited to kind of see what happens? What's the general pulse in the community? Are people enjoying it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't really have a good heartbeat on how the community's feeling about the format. I, I just haven't uh, seen any kind of Reddit threads or reactions, so I'm not sure. But so I can't speak to that. But I can speak to my own personal view, which would be that I I, I like the format. You know, I think it's um, it's it's good to have this kind of double elimination format. I've seen it do really well in other esports. Um, you know, like the international for Dota. If anybody watches that, it's like you have this double elimination stage and it adds this extra, um, I don't know, like spectator quality, you know, like there's more on the line, like they have a second chance. Okay. Then they're out after that, you know, it's just, it, it and really that's what it's about, right? Is this is content for fans to watch. Like you, you want to design the system so that there <laughs> is that. And I don't know. Another good example is, um, uh, I don't know if anybody watched the TFT qualifiers for, uh for worlds but there may be a few folks in the chat but like that format was just insane like you had to basically not only win enough points to qualify in a series of matches but then you had to place first in order to do that and so every match mattered right and it just creates a narrative that you get excited about watching the broadcast so for that i appreciate it and and um and think it's good yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Is this the first time that they've ever done something like this? I think ever so, yeah. it, for league. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's wild. As far as, as far as I can recall, I may be incorrect if we're talking about anything internationally in other leagues and their formats. But yeah, I think it might be different. Um, but we have already qualified for Worlds, which is amazing. And mm -hmm. you were saying to me yesterday that you wish you could go. You you wanted so badly to go to Worlds and be with the team. I think that they would want that as well. Um, but kind of, I guess, what do you? What are you hoping to achieve out of Worlds this year? Like, what's what's the ultimate goal? What do you know going in, and and how we're gonna finally make it out of groups? Yeah, um, you know, our goal for Worlds uh, starts when we go to Worlds. <laughs> so I think <laughs> right yeah. now, right now, you know, our focus is really what's in front of us, which is the match against TSM, and then FlyQuest, and at that point, preparing for Worlds, and um, and so that's that's the mindset, right? And I think. There's, a, of course, a lot of um, established community sentiment that is justified around NA potentially not doing it well at Worlds uh, based on past performance. But that shouldn't change the narrative that 
we don't have a chance, right? If you don't believe that you can go there and win the whole damn thing, then you've already lost, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think that the the possibility of doing that is is substantiated through so many of the improvements that have happened in North America over the last year, right? Like I, I, here at TL and I, the other teams can speak for themselves, but like the infrastructure that we've built has has been tenfold better than it was a year ago. Um, and I really do believe that if you have the right kind of structure, uh, it will have an impact on the games. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, our goal will be to, to win the whole thing, but we got to focus on what's in front of us right now, which is TSM. Totally. And correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe the chat knows, uh, if we beat TSM, we don't have to play play-ins at Worlds. I believe it's the top two teams in NA don't have to play play-ins, I think, or is it top one? I don't But either way, how important is it to not have to play? That is correct. <laughs> we, we got confirmation. Uh, so how important is it for us to not have to play play-ins? Are you at all worried about the thought of having to play through the play-ins? Um, we'll play in whatever ends up happening. And we're going to give it everything that we've got. Obviously, there's an advantage to not playing in plans. So we would prefer that. And uh, beating TSM always feels good. We do it a lot. <laughs> and so uh, sorry to all TSM, TSM fans out there. Um, and, I'm really, Steve. And, I'm, and I'm really sorry for all the Cloud9 fans out there. Oh. Um, so... Yeah, we were talking about good trash talk right before we went live. That's nice job, Steve. Uh, is there anything else? We, we got four minutes left on the first ever episode live of Tilts. Uh, is there anything that you want to say to the chat, the fans of Team Liquid out there, uh, the people that might be a little bit worried or, you know, the super fans? Anything that you want to say, Big Steve? Yeah. I just want to say thank you for all the support for fans that are new to TL this year, or if you've been rooting for the team since the curse days, uh, appreciate you and uh, your support's awesome and amazing. And we've got such a just cool community to hang and chill in. Um, our discord's always popping off during the viewing parties, which is a lot of fun. And, um, and we just, we just, uh, introduced um a new platform that allows us to kind of give back to all of our fans just called liquid plus um liquidplus.com and uh it's just a way of us giving back so uh it allows folks to uh to join in on some cool experiences around worlds and the league of legends team so it's pretty exciting um that will be able to i believe like signups are still that. like slightly limited too so Definitely go check it out. Read about Liquid Plus. Hopefully you guys can get in. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. I hope that Liquid Plus is definitely uh, really awesome and, and a good way for you to connect with Team Liquid. But thank you, Steve. Really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you to everybody in the chat for tuning into the first ever episode live of Tilts with Big Steve. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you follow the Tilts podcast on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go and leave us a review if you like the show. It helps us with the ratings. Leave a comment. We love to hear from you guys. And thank you for tuning into the chat. Thank you again to Steve. Sick Team Liquid Apparel you got on there. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll catch you in the next one. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>